Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Yes, you know marketing is important. Yes, you know it can grow your business. But everything you hear, the how-tos, all that, they seem the same. Well, not if you listen to the right people. Enter Mark Rogers, the founder of Producers Prospect, Mark offers new ideas and new twists on existing ideas, and he is here with Brad Swinehart to share some marketing insight. Hey, Mark. Thanks for joining the show today, man. Happy to have you on. Well, we've been talking about this for far too long. I'm so glad that we finally connected, and I I can be more excited to be with you. Well, you're such a busy guy, man, traveling, hitting those live events. I always see you out on the road doing something either for producers or for advisors themselves doing lots of events, man, how come you haven't slowed down? I'll tell you, you, you know, if you feed them, they will come. So it seems like uh, <laughs> the, the live events, even in maybe some challenging areas, like I've got just this week, I've got San Diego coming up. I've got St. Louis on, on the, on the line. And, you know, I think I'm booked out now through almost fully March every week in a new city. Sometimes I'm flying in doing Monday, Tuesday in one city, and then Wednesday, thir- you know, Thursday in the next. So live events are, are back. And I think people this time around, I'm going to say this time around in reference to the, the pandemic and, and all this stuff going on. I, I think people are uh, more educated. I think people are uh, wanting to hear what we have to say. And honestly, um, through our process, which we do things a little different with our live dinner seminars and educational events, is by the time that the people are showing up, they're really the right people in the room. Therefore, maybe those standard people that are just coming to eat, maybe they're starting to make decisions of not coming in. So even if we have smaller rooms, it just seems like, you know, we're getting more effective results because we're having the better people. in. so we're we're on, man, we're cranking and uh, the firm's excited, you know, to really hit 2022 with a full steam ahead. But I think what we're going to talk about today, or at least I hope we accomplish, is really what's changed, you know, and what's different and, and how do we help somebody stand out during these turbulent times? And I mean, you've been doing marketing with advisors, helping them grow their practice for years and years. So let's talk a little bit about where you're coming from, and then we'll talk about what that landscape looks like today in, in your perspective. So what... Your background, I know every time I flip on Facebook, I see you doing something somewhere, Instagram, you guys are all, you're all over there. Um, and it feels like every single day I see a new team member added to your team. So congrats on the the growth. Things must be going really well. But where did it start? You know, you weren't always this debonair, gray haired, young individual who's the same age as me, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I feel like I've been truly blessed and I say that you know, from the time I walked into the business at a really young age, I happened to have just a a series of mentors and big mega producers that I've been around. And that's really what I credit my success to is the fact that, you know, I had an old mentor, Doug McDermott, who was kind of the founding father of 
not only the first equity indexed annuity, but kind of the first guy doing live events, dinner seminars, and educating people. So, you know, I've gone to his events. He really brought me in on the know-how. And he started a company that that really was kind of the first IMO, FMO as they started popping up, specifically around annuities. So Doug gave me my foundation to not only teach advisors how to educate their clients on this particular investment and how to successfully communicate the concept benefits and features of that strategy and how it would be suitable for somebody. But he always took it one step further and he wanted to be an industry innovator and leader. And he was producing just like an advisor would. So he was doing it himself and, you know, really leading that way. And I learned from him. So I learned the do's and don'ts, the style of, of how you set up the room and how to pick a right area. And now over nearly 17 years of me being in the industry, now I've traveled across the country. I've worked with some of the biggest advisors. So, you know, you kind of pick up all these best practices and how things evolve. And I've really taken that and put that all together for a simple, easy, obtainable process that you can get results very quickly on. And so I'm excited because I also am out in the field doing them myself. I'll come out and personally do them with you. That's something that Doug taught me all those years ago. Like he would travel as though I'm traveling today. And, and so that I, I really want to follow in those footsteps. And, and I've had other mentors in their own right and, and different industry standards to help uh, really educate me and give me that process. And so I'm a sponge, man. I, I learned from everybody. I've learned a ton of stuff from you. You know, so I've taken all that, packaged it up, and I can take a, a young advisor coming into the business and I can help them ramp up quickly. I can take an old dog and teach them new tricks and, and help them kind of revitalize or retool and help that advisor really achieve their goals that they're trying to accomplish. So let's talk about that. So you're back doing live seminars, just like it's 2019. You know, you're out there crushing it, doing those things. But what's different? You know, what's different now that, you know, what we're seeing, you know, at White Glove, what we saw was a lot of advisors in the last year and a half, they kind of recessed back. They maybe stopped doing as much marketing. They focused on their current clients or their list that they've already had. And a lot of them saw success. And now as we kind of get into 2022, we're running into advisors who are like, hey, I actually haven't marketed in the last year and a half. Um, you know, my lead funnel's empty. I haven't, I haven't been paying attention to it. It's empty. I've been using to do seminars for 10 years, Phil, Phil. And then I was like, oh, I don't have to anymore. And now they're like, oh, shoot, now what? But the environment's different. You know, is it virtual? Is it webinars? Is it seminars? Is it dinner events? Is it library events? What are you seeing is that? process that you have to put around getting in front of new people? Well, it, it's interesting, right? I, I think the biggest thing that certainly the pandemic did to affect advisor marketing today is the fact that you have to exist online. You've got to have a digital presence. I mean, you know, back in the day and geez, three years ago, you could, you know, call White Glove, get an invitation sent out, have a mailer show up, have people then respond to that mailer, show up to a, a nice dinner, and 
you could close X amount of those people right there at the event, get them set up for appointments and life was good. And it was just a numbers game, right? You know, now what the pandemic's done is as soon as somebody gets that invitation and now invitations are showing up on Facebook, right? We're using digital to send out invitations, but we're still dropping traditional mail. Now people expect when they Google you, because everybody Googles you, and I don't care if you're getting a referral. I don't care if you're, you know, you're an existing client wanting to see, you know, what my advisor's up to, or you're a new person that's, that's wanting to come to an event and find out who you are. They expect you to show up. And not only do they expect you to show up, but you've got to show up everywhere. So it's not just a website. It's what articles are you writing? What podcast or radio show do you have? You know, do you have a YouTube page? Are you marketing on Facebook? Are you showing up on LinkedIn? You know, are you showing up on Twitter? And your website has to all tell the same story altogether. So I talk about having a niche. I talk about advisors wanting to get more referrals. Like even if you're an advisor, you don't even want to do dinner because, oh, I get a ton of referrals. Well, Brad, what's, what's even changed there is the fact that You've got to be more referable, therefore having a podcast, right? And having other professionals on your podcast, like CPAs, attorneys, realtors, loan officers. I mean, these people that have networks by having them on and you creating a story and content and having that out, that helps you get more referrals because it's easier if I'm going to refer somebody to say, hey, go check out my guy on Right. X, Y, Z. Here's how you find them. And then it, it, it's, a mad, it, it's immediately brand building, right? And so that's how the pandemic's changed. I mean, now look at people are jumping on their iPad and having conversations with their doctors, right? And just everything's changed. It's so much more efficient, but the demand is we have to be the ones delivering the education and we have to be there. So I kind of say, simply put, to wrap that up is if you're not online, you literally don't exist today, right? And so that's what we want to help you accomplish. And I think that's so true with, with LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, podcasting, YouTube. There's so many options out there to have a brand presence that takes little, I want to say little, but little effort and little monetary investment to get yourself out there, at least at a bare minimum. So when people Google Mark Rogers, that you exist, because you're, I mean, nail on the head, if, if someone's going to look you up, and they will, it's something like 70% of prospects will look somebody up on LinkedIn before do, doing business with them. If they don't find your LinkedIn page, or they find it, and it's got the old cropped photo of you at a wedding where you cut the, <laughs> cut the arm off or the cell, you know, the, the selfie in the car, um, they're just not going to see you as a professional. That should be as as crisp and as clean as them walking into your lobby. You know, just as just as branding used to be, you know, picking the right name, putting the logo on the brick and mortar. You know, now yeah. that same presence has to be when you land on your LinkedIn page. It should look just as credible. You know, can you? And did you do an interview for you know one of the news sites and local news? And is, does that pop up when you do a Google search on you? You know, but that just found credibility is just. It's just something you have to invest in. Sure, sure. And, and to take it one step further, are your ideal prospects there? 
I mean, that that's the biggest thing, right? Advisors go like, I don't want to be on Facebook yet. Like people are still saying that, right? Like I, I don't want to show up there. I don't want my company there, but he, here's a dose of reality. Oxley Institute. So Matt Oxley, he's been coaching advisors forever, but I saw a stat the other day from some research that they did and they looked at affluent people, right? In America. And they surveyed something like nearly 2000 people. And they found out that 58% of the affluent are using Facebook multiple times a day. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect program, a done-for-you fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. So to me, that like begged the question of, are you leveraging Facebook properly for your business? Like you may not want to have a personal presence there, but it, if you had a way in to have massive amounts of insight and research on investors or ideal prospects that you want to work with, would you take advantage of that? Right. If you want to get more referrals no, from your existing- No brainer, right? <laughs> yeah. How about this? All of your best clients, all of your best prospects are there. And all you need to do is simply engage. And, and, and I'm even talking about, you know, what if you started commenting just on your top A clients' events, birthdays, right? Things like that. And all of a sudden, I've got a great advisor. He posts a picture of him and his client on their Facebook page when it's their birthday. Hey, happy birthday. And it's a picture of them two together. So automatically you want to go on and click and find out who this guy is. So it's not your standard, even happy birthday wish. That's real marketing, right? That's shaking hands and kissing babies at a whole nother level. You have to. There's number one reason a client leaves a financial advisor is because they don't feel connected. They don't feel communicated with enough. And I would say in today's environment that it's more than that. It's not communicated enough. It's not on the right channel. And how do you pick that? Is it Facebook? Is it email? Is it a phone call? Is it a newsletter? Like the answer is yes. Because if someone doesn't look at Facebook and they only read their email or they never read email, they're only on Facebook. You know, if you risk, if you're sticking to your tried and true, this is the channel that I like to use, you risk alienating those other clients. And like you were saying, Mark, like the ability to have something of value out there in the, in the ecosystem, that's easy to share. That is just a natural referral source. You know, let's just say you loved working with dentists. You know, that was your ideal client. What if you interviewed a dentist on a, you know, a, a podcast, maybe you don't want to start your own podcast. So you interview them on a video and you put it on YouTube. What are they going to do? Well, they're going to share it with all their friends that they were just interviewed by a local professional. And now they're this, you know, they have a guest spot on a TV show. Of course, they're going to share it. And who's going to, who's going to watch it? Other dentists, other friends. And then, right. you know, you, you build that network that way. And it, it's all just getting comfortable with that. I like your um, statement of, you know, if, would you want to be on there if your ideal clients are on there? And that's kind of the, the other side of that coin too, is when advisors come to me and they're like, well, where do I start? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Facebook? Is it TikTok? Is it Parler? Is it, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever new thing is out there. Totally. And I, and I always just say, well, spend a week just 
interacting, spend a week watching, spend a week, you know, paying attention to the content, seeing who's on there. You know, there's, it's pretty quickly that you're going to come back and say, well, I need to be on Facebook. I need to be on LinkedIn, TikTok, maybe not yet, you know, and if you're comfortable with your business being on there or on the flip side, are you comfortable with someone else's business on there, reaching out to your clients and your ideal prospects? Because if you're not going to do it, someone's going to, they're going to hear about, you know, the new tax loss from somebody, you know, it's either going to be you or it's going to be the other guy on Facebook. So it's really true. Yeah. And just, you know, just to kind of wrap that up together is, you know, I, I see social and specifically Facebook and LinkedIn as uh, the holy grail to all the information that you ever wanted to know about somebody, right? Because, you know, and by the way, both LinkedIn and Facebook, you can get up in the morning and if you're connected to people, prospects, clients, companies, it tells you everything about them, what's going on that day, right? From it's their birthday or they're celebrating a, a wedding anniversary or maybe a work you know, something's changed. Hey, I've got a new job and I'm telling my entire network what my new job is. Well, if I'm an advisor, I'm like probably a 401k. So like social media is allowing us to create business opportunities and, and events every single day. We just got to like literally take advantage of them. Here's another strategy that I have an advisor using all the time, which is my advisor wants to show up at the same local events as their top A clients are. So uh, are you going to get involved in charities? Okay, well, I, I want to get involved in some charities, but I also want to get more introductions. I want to use it as a business build, right? Well, you could send out a survey or simply you could go look at Facebook and find out from your existing clients what charities they're involved in. Okay, so now I've surveyed or I've looked on Facebook, this is going to tell me what my people are involved in. And now you can reach out, hey, I really have interest in that. And I see that there's a black tie event coming up. You know, how, how could I sponsor a table that we could be there together? Do you think that whether you're at a black tie event, or you're at a community event where you're serving people, and your A clients are also serving along you? And somebody walks up and they want to be introduced. You're telling me that that's not a great opportunity. Like, so, well, where do we start? Well, you got to be on Facebook. You got to be connected socially. You got to be doing digital touches to your people if you want that kind of information and how to get involved. So, yes, should we be doing educational events? Should we be doing dinner seminars? Yes. Should you have a radio show? Should you have a podcast? All of these things are in a good, better, best, I kind of break marketing down in a good, better, best is you should be doing all those things. And if you want to get more involved and you want to have more favorable introductions and you want to create more opportunities with centers of influence, that still leads back to all these things over here. Um, it's a lot, right? And it can be a daunting task and advisors have every excuse and every reason why they don't want to do that, but they also have every excuse and reason of why their business is all maybe failing too, or maybe they're at a threshold. Maybe you're not failing, but maybe you've hit that ceiling, you know, and you're trying to go through it. You got to talk to us. They should be talking to you, Brad, but they should be working with you and me together. Like that, that's another thing that I want people to really figure out, right? Is how 
somebody like me plays into a white glove is we take what you're doing and what my best practices are, and we'd make it totally turnkey for somebody. And then the advisor, I, I want the total relief of stress and heavy lifting. And literally I want my advisor just to be meeting with their ideal client people all day long. Right. I want to do everything else. And that's where you've been such a great partner and, and an educator and really owning your trade, which has been fantastic. But that's how we work together to help somebody. Yeah, I love that. And I think advisors just need to, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Like you got to get into it. You got to start yep. somewhere, something that's better than nothing. But it's easy to say, oh my gosh, look at all these things that I need to do and then do nothing, right? Paralysis by analysis. And you just have to, you have to get into it. And if one thing is true, it's, we're not going back to 2019 where you could throw on a suit, walk into the, the brick and mortar, and that's all you needed to do. It's everything now that you have. And if you look at that as opportunities, you know, now you're talking next level stuff of all that information's out there. Mark's hundred percent correct. All that information's out there. And you probably want to be the guy that has commented on three or four posts that they've seen you on Facebook, not the guy that cold calls them and says, Hey, I saw on Facebook that you're going to a charity event, right? It's a, it's a process to get into it, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You partner with great people and you do what you do best and stay in front of your, your clients. So, you know, I think we're getting closer, Mark. What do you see right now is the biggest mistake advisors are making when it comes to marketing budgets? Uh, well, one, you know, the classic, uh, the people spend money just to spend, right? And then they don't track the results or they do it halfway. And, and I'll say halfway in this. Guys or advisors will spend a bunch of money on doing a high-end Ruth Chris dinner, Okay. But the other things won't come along. You won't make the best pre-calls at the beginning. You won't interview the people or you won't be dropping media content to the people before and after the event. And the biggest follow-up, right? The What happens over the next 72 hours from the event and people going cold, uh, you know, so that there, there's some key main mistakes like, Hey, the concept was great that yes, you should be putting on a live event, but the littlest things make the biggest impact. And I'm even talking down Brad to, you know, does the location have good parking? You know, is the temperature in the room correctly? And do your materials line up also with the high end people? Like nothing makes me more frustrated than getting to a high end event with high end investors and you've done everything right. And I go, okay, let me see your packet because I'm going to slide my material in there. And, you know, we printed stuff out on terrible paper or the, their folder is a manila folder. They bought at Staples three hours before the event. It's like, dude, you're, you're all the little things matter. I get people that comment on my feedback sheet because it's hard stock paper. These things matter, right? So I'd say that's number one. Number two is many advisors uh, don't track the results enough. So they, they want to complain and talk about how much they're spending on marketing every single time, yet they don't do a great job of saying, where are they spending? Um, and to go along with that, sometimes they have too many voices in, right? You got a person over here doing your podcast. You have a person over here doing your mailers and you got a person over here. Like you need somebody that's going to collectively work with you and your team on a monthly basis 
to make sure that everything's working in harmony, that your story, that your niche, that you're telling the right story, that you're dry, dropping the proper content to match the environment and what's happening and to keep you fresh. I still have advisors using material from the 1900s because their IMO was built I, in the 1900s. I like that 1900s, you know, <laughs> it makes us sound so old. It does. <laughs> Yet, uh, you know, so you should be working with somebody that's going to keep you up to date, keep you current, keep you efficient. You know, you shouldn't be spending more money than you need to, but that again, I want you to delegate that stuff that I'm like, passionate about, why not hand that over? And advisors, although they could be fantastic intellectual guys that are phenomenal advisors, doesn't mean that they're the very best marketer. So go match, go get somebody that matches your abilities on how you're going to help somebody and make sure you're getting the same quality person helping you with your content. That's not maybe doing, giving it to every person on the street or in your environment that you're getting all the same stuff from. I mean, one of the things that drives me crazy is these massive IMOs that take your overrides, your hard-earned money, and they go spend it on recruiting the guy right next door to you, and they're going to give you the same presentation. It makes the IMO look cool, right? Online, they're, they've got thousands of people coming to their, their events. Yeah, that's cool. How many people in my environment do I have somebody custom? I, I'm a boutique guy, Brad, right? So Jerry I may Maguire, be, right? Less may, clients, more personal it. attention. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I may be biased, but I'm all about custom touch. You know, I, I still love going into the store. I shop at Nordstrom. I'm addicted to shopping at Nordstrom. And I love the fact that I can show up and I've got a person that's customized yeah. to me. That's pulling that. Like, that's what I want to give to somebody. Um, I know that you're passionate about that too. So that's why you and I work so well together. Well, I appreciate it, man. And a lot of good stuff on the, on the show today. We're definitely going to get you back on here and, and I'm super excited to see all the stuff you're doing with your road shows and your advisor events. And I don't know how you do it. And you still have time to have a, a wonderful family and a family life. And I know that's a, a big part for you. And absolutely pre appreciate you taking time on the day. If you had one final, just, Hey, any advisor listening to us today, what could they do? that would move a needle for them? What's the first thing they should focus on? We talked about a lot. So let's, let's just give them that first bite of the elephant, right? What's the first thing that they should look into? I would say, let's get started. That, that is one tagline that I learned from a mega producer a long time ago, which is as soon as you've got your sale close to being done, you're getting ready to wrap up. Your final comment should always be, let's get started, right? Let's have an action plan. And so if you've been waiting, waiting for the pandemic to be over, if you've been waiting to, how am I going to break through the ceiling of my practice? If you've been waiting, knowing that your practice is failing, let's get started. Let's have a conversation. Let's put an action plan and let's go. I love it. Nothing is more frustrating than people, even, even when yourself, when you get into these modes of learning, learning, learning. And then nothing changes. Nothing changes by what you learn. It only changes by what you do and the actions that you take. So the Never world, true. the world rewards action takers, you know? So Mark, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mark Rogers of Producers Prospect with Brad Swinehart, the host of Be Advised Leading with Value. Follow this podcast for the latest show, share with friends and colleagues, 
you might just impress them. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.